Hi, welcome to Backstory, a podcast from the Real Asian Film Festival, where we go behind the scenes and share stories about movies from the Asian diaspora. When we started this podcast, I knew I wanted to talk about the movie Karate Kid Part 2. And somehow, I kept bringing it up in a lot of meetings with Kelly and Sungwoo. So we were finally able to talk about it in our last episode, but I knew there were more stories out there from family and friends that I talked to over the years. So I asked my sister to talk about the time when we first saw the movie, and her husband Jason joined in and offered a surprising perspective. I also called up my old friend Tadashi, and finally I talked to my partner Grace, who was a little reluctant to share her story, but I'm glad she did. So here are those conversations. Okay, so should I just go? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so my name's Alina, and uh, I saw Karate Kid Part 2 in a movie theater in Taos, New Mexico. I don't live in Taos, New Mexico, but my dad's from there, and we spent every summer there. And I really remember it being the, um, the first time where our parents dropped us off at the movie theater and then drove away. So I remember it being like a, a really big deal. Also, it was the first time that this town had a like inside movie theater. Before then, it was just a drive-in. Um, so it was like a big deal to see Karate Kid Part 2 in a theater in this town at this moment in time. And it was it was a it was kind of a weird experience. Um, I mean, I love this movie when it came out. It was yeah, I yeah, I love this movie when it came out. Yeah, no. You know, I had forgotten about that that it about was a what? new movie theater. Yeah. And that like they they only had drive-in before and that and I had forgotten that that was the first time we were yeah, that was dropped the first, off at a movie. You, me, and Laura got dropped off and mom and dad had never dropped us off at a movie before. Um and for some whatever, I think it's because they didn't want to see this movie at all. <laughs> it's understandable. It's yeah, yeah, money, yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I think they were just opposed, morally opposed to seeing this movie. But we were so hell bent on seeing this movie that that they had to drop us off um, because you know they dragged us out to the desert for the whole summer. Well, um, hey, you know they they missed out on a you know cultural like Asian American cultural touchstone. You know, I they totally they did. Out. I mean, although can you imagine like mom and dad just tearing apart this movie after after we <laughs> saw it? Like, had they gone in with us, <laughs> like they just would have been like <sighs> halfway through the movie. <sighs> halfway through the movie. <laughs> I don't know. Mom took us to some pretty shitty movies. She did. Like back home, so <laughs> I remember it'd be like. Hey, let's just eat dinner at the movie theater. Just eat a hot dog. Like, okay. <laughs> cool. No, I'm um, so I remember with with Karate Kid Part Two, it was one of the first times you saw, or the, the very few times. Like I remember in the eighties, if you saw an Asian person on TV, like in a commercial, it was like a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. And so to see a whole movie of of Asians was like <laughs> was like really awesome and also very strange because you're like what's going on there's so many yeah and you know? Asians talking to each other yes 
Yeah, but, I mean it, it's uh, it, you know, if you if you were to like, there's the like the Bechdel test, right? Like, yes, you know, the two women characters talking to each other, uh, and not about a man. You know, like if you like a, an American movie with Asian people who are talking to each other. You know, like that's yeah, that's like kind of incredible. So, yeah, except the Bechdel test for that would be two Asians talking to each other, but not about honor or saving face. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, then this movie doesn't pass yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, this movie doesn't pass that. But. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll get right. ties. And, and, and I asked the the perfect person because you had watched it recently. So, yeah. Dude, you could. Yeah, that movie. Yeah, I don't know. If you want to if you want to have it kind of stay like that perfect movie in your head. Don't watch it again. Oh um, no! I know it's not a perfect movie, so I yeah, I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm, <laughs> but like, but like, but you know, whatever. My ten year old self, my twelve year old self, like, oh, I love that movie. Okay, Alrighty. Is, uh, she is she good there? He is. You, you want you want on? his? So you don't want... don't stop. Re- yeah, just just okay, leave let me it go recording, grab and then he. Can okay, hold on. He's right, in the living So we are doing a um, episode about summer movies. So I I also wanted to bring in some experts. Uh, call a friend, like in the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire style, um, <laughs> like Alina. So, yeah, and it, who who apparently had watched it recently. So <laughs> which is amazing. I don't know if you watched it with her, but um, uh, uh, I I had to tap out after the first ten minutes. <laughs> okay, so you so you, okay you've seen it, but. Um, why, why after the 10, first 10 minutes? Um, you, uh, not a fan? Not, not, not a fan of the movie. Uh, I have to be honest. Um, oh God, I, we gotta get you out of here. <laughs> You're not going to strengthen my yeah. case at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, first off, uh, maybe I should introduce myself to the, uh, to the listeners. Okay. Uh, okay. my name is Jason Chiga. Um, I am Alina's husband. Um, and uh, I'm also a working... Aram, Aram's brother-in-law. Aram's brother-in-law. I'm also a working cartoonist. Uh, I've been uh, making comics for about 20 years now. Um, and uh, I'm also uh, a big movie fan. Um, just uh, uh, unfortunately not, uh, not of the Karate Kid Part 2. Uh, but I loved the first one. Um, I thought the first one's great. Um, but I guess, um, they've, they've kind of, they've kind of figured it out now. Um, but, uh, I feel there was, uh, there was that era in the, uh, late eighties, early nineties where they were, uh, still trying to figure out how to do sequels, but, uh, uh, they, uh, they, there just weren't any good sequels, uh, Back back in those days, I feel. Um, what maybe the what God- are you talking about? Godfather Part Two was good, but uh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay, <laughs> there there were a couple of good sequels. Karate Kid Part Two. Um, <laughs> I think that's a, that's a long list of uh, Superman Two. Of Superman Two. Okay. Okay. Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Star Trek Two. Okay, four. There were four good sequels. <laughs> five, five. That's five. I'm counting. Um, okay, go on with your with your flawed observations. 
but it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not like now where they, they're actually investing a lot into, you know, quality control rather than, you know, just making money grabs and uh, like they did back in the day, you know, trying to, you know, capitalize on people's, you know, fondness for the first one. Yeah. Um, like, but, uh, I mean, Rise of Skywalker was amazing. Like what a way to cap <laughs> off a trilogy. They really know how to do sequels now. Okay. Well, of course, of course, you can point to individual examples. Those are outliers. <laughs> All kinds of outliers. Outliers that form a pattern, it seems. Um. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe my theory. Maybe my theory is bogus. But um. But uh, whatever the general trend, I would say, Karate Kid Part Two falls into the category of uh. They're um. They're not really trying to do. I feel they're not trying to do anything new or take the the series in a new direction, um, but just kind of, uh, you know, cap, cap capitalize on, uh, you know, old, you know, the the fondness we had for the, you know, for the original characters. Um, but yeah, just um, I don't know. It didn't. It... I I would disagree with you on that because, <laughs> and, and the reason is is that. <clears throat> This movie actually did do something new in that it told you Miyagi's story. Like you didn't know who he was. Like he's just this Yoda in the first movie. And right. then and then in this movie it's like, "Oh, he had a life back in Okinawa and like he had this best friend and he had this the love of his life and he gave it up because he couldn't like deal with the dishonor or whatever." I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. Did you, you know, prepare for this at all? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> it's, okay, it's something. It's something new. <laughs> um. So, um. Well, actually, okay. So there's. I have to say, there's. Uh, there is one kind of uh interesting aspect to the movie that uh that I kind of picked up on uh the other night when uh you know when I was watching ten minutes of it. Um, which is, uh, it kind of relates to my own personal story. Uh, my father, uh, he, um, he kind of left, uh, Japan, um, uh, disgraced, like, uh, Mr. Miyagi. Um, and, uh, later in his life, we tried to get him to, uh, to go back to Japan and he wouldn't do it. Um, but, uh, my <clears throat> father was the, uh, the oldest son. Um, so it was, uh, it was basically his job to kind of, um, uh, you know, stay and take care of the parents. Um, but, uh, and he, you know, he actually, uh, you know, settled down in his hometown and uh he had a wife and he had a kid uh but then he took off uh to to walk the earth um and uh i guess uh he left his wife he left his kid uh his uh the second oldest brother had to kind of uh step step in and uh fulfill the role of uh you know taking care of uh his parents um and uh yeah i guess it was it was a big family drama um 
I guess uh, my father's siblings uh, didn't talk to him for a long time. Uh, and uh, I remember, uh, gosh, I, I think I was a teenager. Um, my dad just got a letter from his brother and it said uh, that uh, my dad's mom uh, had died and they already had the funeral and he wasn't invited. Uh, so there's, yeah, um, I'd say, uh, watching it now as an adult, there's, uh, yeah, there's, there, there's more of a, a kind of a personal connection, uh, that I can see that, you know, I wasn't, uh, really, um, tuned into when I was a kid. Mm hmm. Hmm. Well, that's a direction I didn't expect. <laughs> 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 no thanks for sharing that um, yeah you know it's not to you know uh coerce you into telling a good story about uh karate kid part two but that that is a good story um but yeah but <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry Aaron. i still don't like it <laughs> I, yeah you know kazo right. said the other day don't don't yuck someone else's yum so uh you know i'm not i'm gonna i'm gonna focus on the positive here <laughs> hello hey yeah ever since i've been recording more voiceover i've been like more conscious of like your mouth sounds dry (laughs) (laughs) uh you know i don't want to keep you too long but but i know i mean one of the reasons why i thought of this in the first place was because the a couple years ago when I was visiting you, we talked about this because I think that was just when Cobra Kai came out, and right. and we we had a discussion about it, and that was also I was twenty eighteen, so Cobra Kai had come out, which is like the reboot, and then we were talking about what the film meant to us, and so you meant you you joked that this is our Black Panther, yeah. you know, yeah. which is I think it's such a like apt comparison you know which is which is yeah it's 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 on point and sad at the same time <laughs> <laughs> but you know time and place right like yeah, yeah. we 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 took what we could get you know yeah yeah so my name's tad nakamura and i was six years old when karate kid 2 came out um and i actually don't remember the first time i watched it um which is weird uh so i don't remember i'm sure it was a theater but i just watched it so many times that kind of there's not like a a moment where i remember watching it i just totally watch the film all the time um but i think for me i think what a lot of people might not understand now is that you know karate kid one was such a huge mainstream success like it was like the film Right. And I think so there's all this anticipation for Karate Kid Part Two. And then for me personally, you know, I I kind of grew up in this. Both my parents are filmmakers. So I grew up in this kind of Asian American community, independent film world, L.A. film world, which was never, well, you know, it was something totally different than the Hollywood, you know, film scene or any films that me and my friends really watched. Um, but Karate Kid 2 was like the merge of those two worlds. 
Um, so I felt like super cool and super special because like it was this big Hollywood film that like all my friends at school and like summer camp were waiting for. And then I had like people that I, you know, my parents' friends were in the film. Pat Morita was in uh, one of my dad's films, right? He was in Hito Hata Raise the Banner. Um, and so, you know, the fact that someone in my dad's film was in Karate Kid Part 2 and Karate Kid, that all of a sudden legitimized my dad as a filmmaker. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you had Mr. Miyagi in your film? Okay, you're you're legit. Like, you, you make real films. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and so, again, having just not only were they Asian American, but they were actually like from the community. Um, I thought that was super cool. So I had this kind of personal connection to it, which kind of, you know, probably one of my favorite scenes is that Obon scene at the end, because that's when they really utilize, well, for example, like the Taiko group um, was Kinara Taiko, which is the Taiko group from Senshin. Buddhist temple, which is my family's temple. So, you know, all my aunties and uncles who were in that group, like were the background and extras in that scene. And which I think thinking about too was I was as a kid, I was very confused, I think, because even though the film took place in Japan, I had never been to Japan. I think they shot a lot of it in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. And I had been to Hawaii. So in my mind, the film took place in in Hawaii. So, <laughs> so it was kind of confusing as a kid. I had no reference to Japan, but I had this total reference to Hawaii. And I remember too, like one of the first times I was in Hawaii as a kid and it, like there was a big storm, um, you know, and it was kind of during the day and all of a sudden it was windy and it started raining. And I immediately thought of that, uh, the ringing the bell scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's the bell i gotta ring it yeah. i gotta warn the village yeah i was looking at miyagi when i was watching it last night i was like oh when i was a kid he seemed so old and now <laughs> he looks pretty good <laughs> like, now, now you young. relate to mr miyagi's character <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because and then i looked it up it was like i was like he was only 54 when this movie came out yeah like that's crazy to me because like know. he seems so old you know he seems like a grandfather and it's like no he's he's like not that much older than me i know, you know what i mean it's scary I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know i don't know tamlin tamita is pretty cute in this movie well and i don't know yeah. if that's okay to say as an old person but i know i thought that back then too no that it i don't know like as a kid that was what's that that's what i was gonna jump into because of course, I didn't wasn't conscious of it, but I think a real big thing for me was this concept of masculinity that that film gave me, right? Because even it's like so you know, of course, everyone as a kid still relates to or projects themselves as Daniel, right? In the film, in the first one, in the second one, so like you know, in the first one, he gets like the super cute, popular white girl, right? Which is like yeah. part of me was like, yeah, that's awesome. But then I think the second one was the fact that all of a sudden all the the alpha males, you know, all the bad guys, um, all the bullies, all the but also too all the love interests are are Asian American or in specifically Japanese. So yeah, mm -hmm. for sure, like I mean Tamlin Tomita was 
I think everyone, you know, it's been said all the time, like everyone had a crush on her. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and it was, you know, and two for a Japanese American kid who doesn't know shit about Japanese culture. Like I was into it, like the the tea ceremony. Thing. <laughs> like I don't. It's not like I knew what a tea ceremony was. I was like, oh man, like the hair in the face shot. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like all these. I hope I get to do a tea ceremony. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but also too, the I, I actually don't think I ever knew the guy. Uh, what's his name? His character was Chosen. The, you know the bad guy. Yeah. When he something about. A tomato. Oh, so basically, when he takes off his shirt, yeah, and, and throws yeah. it at him, and like here, you know, take mine, dude. I used to like do that as a kid, <laughs> like by myself in front of the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're reminding me how good this this film is is legit good. It's not just it, nostalgic, but oh, but what I will say is, uh, there is flute music like that, like eighties. Uh, orientalist flute music like and every scene has flute music so if you like flute music check this movie out but okay so that's probably like again how this like stereotypical images informed ourselves about our, our own culture like guess what instrument i chose to play in elementary school oh no in the did band you? oh no did you it's the fucking flute because like to me i was like yeah that's some japanese shit or that's some asian shit oh no like and then, yeah, and then, like, I think I was the only, like, boy who played the flute. Like, all the other, everyone else, like, all the other guys, like, chose, like, trumpet or saxophone. And, like, all the other the only other people who played the flute were, like, you know, the girls. But I remember, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is some Asian shit right here. That's amazing. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Do you want to? Can you just talk into it? Yeah, that's. We, we say something. What's your name? Grace. <laughs> okay. Um, I did I did I tell you what we're doing here? Just maybe just. I it's a little bit funny because we're sharing a microphone, but just like get a little bit closer to it when you talk. Okay. So we are doing these picks for summer movies so i picked karate kid part two um, which i know we've talked about before so do you remember um when you first saw it like set the scene a little bit i have no idea where it was but it probably was a video from my parents store that that's normally how we watched movies so you didn't see it in the movie theater no Mm -hmm. so so you would have had access to a whole bunch of movies then oh yeah tough turf was my first r-rated movie <laughs> i what is tough turf i've never know. seen that who's in that uh what's the guy's name like who's in one of the quarries probably no, like no, no. Uh, chances are it was a quarry no, he's the guy from like um james spader I oh think, okay I think he was in it okay well, an early james spader movie probably yeah 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 um and then did you clandestinely watch this R-rated movie? Like, did you, like, what was the process of watching these films? They were, like, cool dudes on the cover, like, very 80s. And um, I wasn't, we were not 
like monitored very much. So your parents didn't like you. You would browse the videos. So this was in your uh, your parents' store. Yeah. In Calgary. Yeah. And so, we had a little like nook in the back with a TV. Um, oh, so you could watch it in the store. You could just take it off the shelf and then watch yeah, it we, in the back. We were like we helped ourselves to anything and everything <laughs> within reason, within reason. But yeah, that's so they, how I watched movies. Is like checking out what's on the wall there. Like the cases were empty, obviously, and then you you check the number, and then you get you go to the back of behind the counter and get the number. <laughs> And they weren't, they weren't like, oh, you can't watch this kind of thing. Like, it's, no, it's they were, like, they, they did. But I think like this was pretty innocuous and it. Tough turf was, but what was like the, uh, what was the most like illicit movie that you probably would not have been able to watch, but you still had it in the store? Oh, I definitely remember I couldn't watch Dirty Dancing oh. and all my friends watched Dirty Dancing. And I was like, swear on my life. So when did you end up watching that? I think so. It was in my teens. Oh, so you missed out on a whole like cultural moment. Yeah, it was really annoying. Mm. Yeah. And then was 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 it because like they had heard your parents had heard of the movie, or they just the, saw the, the title. title? I think it was mm. the title. But Karate Kid Part Two, uh, also a cultural moment that you were able oh, to take part in. So good. So, so what good. what was good about it? What did you like about it? It was like Asian people speaking English. And they were cool, and Taiwan Tamino was beautiful, and um, she was like the lead, and she was young, and and she wasn't obnoxious. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, but she was just kind of like seemed like a real person. Like I don't know, I found it really refreshing and different. And like I've I've talked to you about this before, and and I remember you you talked about her hair. What 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 did what did you think about her hair? Oh, I loved her hair. And then also realized afterwards, it's like, oh, that messy hair is my messy hair. But somehow it looks better on her than on me. But like this, like, yeah. So just, you related to the like fly away uh, yeah, hairdo that yeah, she had. Yeah, 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 very much. But she pulls it off. So you love Tamlin Tamita's character. Um, at some point, I, I remember you telling a story about you you had a run in not a run in but you you crossed paths with Tamlin Tamita later in life. Oh yeah, so um, I think I was in university. I had I did an internship in LA for um, a month or so, and uh, and part of the internship was to hang out with this guy who was like a jack of all trades, and I think um, we were in the car, of course, driving somewhere because we were in LA. Um, and you know, I, I, somehow we got onto the topic of Karate Kid Part Two and how much I loved it and how much it inspired me. Builds bridges. This movie builds bridges. Yeah, and he he's he's he he goes, oh, I, I she's a good friend of mine. I know her really well, and I of course I didn't believe him at first, and then the next thing I know, he was on the phone with Tamlin Tamita. And passes it over to me, and like he's like, and she's a fan, and she, you know, she was, you, she, you really inspired her. <laughs> so, um, so I got to talk to her on the phone. And what and what was that like to talk to her on the phone? Well, you know, I was kind of trying not to be overly um, gushy, but I, you know, just I was letting her know how much 
um, that movie meant to me. And she was really nice about it. And, you know, she's kind of like, uh, I, I can't remember exactly what she said, but, but the sentiment was, you know, like, do your best and like, keep fighting. And I don't know, it's just kind of like really encouraging. Um, so I, I have a feeling she might have had many calls like that in her life. And she just had this like, canned response. But no, I mean, but, but still, like, she still would have the choice to tell you to, you know, to beat it or whatever. But you know, like, I, by all accounts, like, she's like a really generous and nice person. Oh, my so. gosh. Yeah, she was so nice. Yeah. It was um, it was like a really cool moment for me. Mm -hmm. And so there's another story you have about about uh, you used some elements of the film in the show and tell when you were in what whatever the second grade or something like that. Can you tell <laughs> that story? It wasn't second grade. It was like grade eight. No, I, mean, I was in like what? I think I was in junior high or something like okay. that. <laughs> okay. Second grade? No. Okay. I was so this is even more embarrassing. <laughs> but you know, I think I only realized what I had done in retrospect. Like I like I could f fully admit it now. I think at the time I was trying to like So but what what was it that you did? Okay. So you're so, eight you're in eighth grade. I was, you have a presentation to do. I have a presentation to not do. Not show and tell it's, anymore. No, it's not show and tell. It's a presentation in French class. I, I and we had to present um or demonstrate something that we had done research on and somehow I had <laughs> chosen tea ceremony and it was supposed to be a Korean tea ceremony which I'm so I'm Korean but I don't know anything about my very little about my Korean heritage let alone like the traditional stuff but I had chosen Korean tea ceremony and like I said, growing up, my parents had very little to do with anything we did. So I was kind of left to my own devices, researching Korean tea ceremonies from the encyclopedia. And I had, you know, back then we didn't have YouTube or videos or anything. So I relied on like still images in the encyclopedia and some like random books. And so I had to kind of piece together, you know, what a Korean tea ceremony would look like based on the text and images that I quote unquote researched. So, I mean, like, you know, I was just a kid. No, but, but, um, but, but that's so wait. So, but, but hold on. Like, uh, my understanding is that you like Karate Kid Part Two was part of your research, or was that just no, in school? no, not at all. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were like, let me dial it, let me rewind that. No, rewind no, no, no. And no. then you hit the bowl with this part, and then now you pour the water. No, no, no. So, no, no. But I think the only, like, reference I had that I could relate to of an actual tea ceremony was that scene in the movie. Oh, like the only time you had ever seen it. Yeah. Mm. Like, when would I, Calgary in the 80s and 90s, like, when would I have ever seen a traditional thing? No. Yeah, me neither. So, me neither. exactly. So, that's the only reference I had. So... In my attempt to demonstrate what a Korean tea ceremony would look like, and mind you, again, this is Calgary in the, I would say, what else, like early 90s, full of a class full of white people who have no idea of what the what. They don't, I don't, I don't think they even knew where Korea was, right? And it's all in French on top and of that. It's all right? in French. So who the heck knows anything? So I had brought Korean looking bowls from home. <laughs> and then, 
and then kind of went through the motions of what a great teaser what it would look like <laughs> but it would it was all like uh imitating what the tea ceremony looked like in karate kid part two <laughs> <laughs> the, the the turning of the bowl the the yeah, tap tapping yeah, yeah. and all of that stuff and like and then wiping it with a cloth like all of that was totally but you so but but then you did that from memory then you didn't go back and watch the movie or you had seen it enough times that you could i've seen it so many times okay okay i've seen it so many times and how what was the reaction you loved it you got him i got him i got him you got him but honestly i got him like they had no idea and they were they were like oh asian oh (laughs) and i just remember like because i was on the floor and everybody had gotten up from their desk because they couldn't see me from the back and the teacher's like come on up and I was like it just became this thing and I was surrounded by all my classmates and I just had to like fake it you had to get through fake it, it till I make it. <laughs> get... oh my gosh yeah and then so because I got him I think that guilt still resides deep in my heart but also now I can look back at that kid and be like you know, she. That's what else could she have done? What could you do? That was all you had. That was all you had. That was all I had. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like this, like shameful but hilarious story. I, I think that's really inventive, creative, resourceful, and you should have. Te- and you should have told Tamlin that story too. No, I know it's it's so <laughs> embarrassing. So that's my ceremony story well thanks for the thanks for the karate kid memories i know you didn't really want to do this but i appreciate it yeah you're welcome backstory podcast is presented by the toronto real asian international film festival it's written and hosted by Aaron Collier and Kelly Lloyd. It was edited and produced by Sun Wu Beck. Additional editing and producing for this episode by Haris Kadri. For more information about the show, our festival, or upcoming events, check out our show notes. And we'd like to hear from you, so send us a comment or write to us at backstory at realasian.com. <laughs>